27? Go, actually, you can use that back room. Yeah, it's a little cluttered, but there's, there's enough space. You can use that. Good, bless you guys. Don't forget us. Don't forget dinner at noon. All right, let's welcome Danny. Come on up, Danny. Woo! So Danny, Danny has been uh, a part of our church years ago, back in, I guess, 2000, uh, around, and was just such a vi vital and vibrant part of our, our worship teams and our leadership, and has been with us to lower posts. He's from Nishka First Nation, and uh, he disappeared, and the only way I could get a hold of him was smoke signals. I had to light a big fire and send up smoke signals. Didn't work, though, Daddy. <laughs> but uh, he's back, and I'm so happy. It's, he's just added so much since we arrived, since he arrived in the fall, and, and uh, already been such a, uh, a great part uh, of our lower post mission this summer. So uh, let me pray, and I just want to bless him to be our, part of our family today, and just to, uh, for us to receive from him. So, Lord, thank you for Danny. Thank you for sending him, that he's called by, by your, your voice and your hand on him. Thank you for the way you've used him powerfully to touch so many lives, First Nations and non-First Nations. He's, he's just uh, anointed wherever he is. And so I ask you, Lord, just to speak through him today. Uh, pray that he'll just be free to be himself uh, and that you'll empower him to speak and you'll empower us to hear and to listen in Jesus' name. Amen. Welcome, my friend. Yeah, I, I kind of thought Gordy set me up. Um, <laughs> I've seen uh, on one of the overheads um, on PowerPoint, guest speaker, Danny Martin, and then there was a big picture of a turkey underneath. <laughs> no. <laughs> but anyway, um, just to let you know, I, I um, last weekend I went to Bella Bella, and he asked me to do some music workshops with youth. So I did that, and it went really, really well. Um, it was maybe uh, second last day I was there. We went into our music workshops, and the youth were saying, when are you coming back? When are you coming back? And it was just, um, I was kind of challenged. Um, um, I don't know what God's going to do. But I'm asking for prayer because I, I kind of sense a bit of a calling to the province and doing that around the province. But Vancouver would be my base. But right now, it's just a, it's kind of a dream. I don't know what he wants to do. I, I didn't expect that to happen in Bella Bella, but that's what happened. Um, so I'm kind of shaking in my boots over that. Um, quite often you say, God, why me? And then he responds, well, why not you? And that's kind of what I felt this, this past week was, why me, God? But, you know, he, he did say, why not you? And so I'm kind of challenged in that manner. I don't know what it's going to look like, but right now, like I said, it's a dream. 
but I don't, I don't know what it's going to be. But um, Thanksgiving, I thought of wearing a traditional headdress. I thought of getting Gordy in a pilgrim hat and and Kathleen in a bonnet, but <laughs> but I thought maybe no, maybe too much. <laughs> But I thought of Thanksgiving. Um, I was looking for different scriptures, and just like Gordy said, you know, he, he pretty much summed up my introduction. It was um, the Pilgrims came here. Um, we had people from Europe, and you know, mainly from Europe. They came here to a new land. They came to a land they didn't they didn't understand. They didn't know what they didn't know what to expect in this new land. They didn't know what to look for, for food. And one thing I'm really, I thank God for is, um, and I'm not saying this because I'm First Nations, but I, I see it over and over again. I see a people willing to welcome new people. And I'm not trying to brag or anything, but that, that's what I see in my First Nations people. They're ready to welcome new people. And I thank God for that. Um, I still remember in Bible college, we, have, we had a man, George Kalapa, who we considered a prophet in the Native community. And one thing that he really, he challenged our class. He, he, I know he, he really, like, he hit me between the eyes with one statement. And he said the only people that he sees, and this is the First Nations man, he said the only people that he sees in the Bible that have rights to land claims are the Israelites. And I thought about that, and I thought, well, you're a native man. What are you, what are you downing on, on land claims for? But I really thought about that. The only people in history of mankind with land claims are the Israelites. And so that was a kind of a challenge. And, you know, that's, I really thought about that over the years, and that's true. But I thank God that um, as uh, new people came to the land, that, that the First Nations, um, probably the East Coast, that was probably the Micmac, the Mohawk, and I forgot the other uh, tribe on the Canadian side. Iro yeah. Okay. Um, I thank God that they had the wisdom to welcome in. Welcome in the, the new people. Um, in my understanding with my own tribe, the only time that my own tribe never welcomed a new people was when the land surveyors in the early 1900s, they started surveying our land and deciding where our reserves were going to be. And one of our great chiefs, David McKay, just took a rifle, held it to the surveyors and said, this is our land. You could show, your, you could show yourself your way out. That's the only time I've ever heard of any, any kind of violence towards um, any First Nations. 
I mean, the First Nations towards the non-native community. But as far as I've seen, the First Nations have been a welcoming people. And then, you know, the yes, we're human. There's probably times that we don't know about. There were times that the First Nations did, you know, act in, a, in a, not a very godly way. I understand that. But for the most part, I thank God that our people welcomed in a new people. And I thought about Thanksgiving. We, we've got so much to be thankful for. Even in the midst of, you know, there's, there are a lot of crazy things happening right now. There are so many heavy things happening right now. Yet God challenges us anyway to be thankful. We are coming to the end of the age here on the earth. We're coming to the end of an age and... We're coming to the coming of Christ really soon. Things are getting crazy. Things are getting heavy. But in the midst of it all, God still expects us, and he shows us that we can be thankful. Uh, Peter, can I get that first? Let's look in Philippians chapter 4. I always be, jo be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. Let everyone see that you are considerate in all you do. Remember the Lord is coming soon. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for what he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds everything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. I always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. You know, even in, in really crazy times, and things are going are gonna to get crazier. Not, that's not my prediction. That's the Bible's prediction. The Bible does say that there are crazy times coming to the earth. But in the midst of it all, we can rejoice. We can find reasons to, to have a joyful heart. Let everyone see that you're considerate in all you do. And one thing that I really, I've, you know, I've been away from the vineyard. Um, I pastored in Kitimat. I came back. And this church has always been a really considerate church to the community. And I thank God for that. I thank God for the genuine love that I see in this church. You know, and I've, I've been, I was gone for over 10 years. And just the same, just the same feeling, the same sense of home, was here when I got back. And I say to VEV, let's continue that in that. Let's walk in it even more. There's, there's going to be challenges coming up. You know, the enemy is going to challenge commercial drive. There's going to be reasons for us not to be considerate. Our love is going to be challenged. Our 
but let's continue on. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. You know, I think it was Mick Jagger said, you can't get everything you want, but God says he'll give you everything you need. We can't get everything we want in life, but God always seems to provide at the right time everything we need. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. Remind yourself of that in the times to come, that God's peace transcends what you understand. God's peace is so much far above the way you can work things out. And I have to remind myself of that over and over again is, I really don't understand this right now, God. I don't know how this is gonna work out. I don't, I don't know what you're gonna do, but your peace brings me higher than what I understand. Your joy brings me higher than what I could ever figure out. His peace will guard your hearts and your minds as you live in Christ Jesus. As we continue to live in Christ, guard God protects our minds. You know, there's, it just seems like there's so many reasons just to lose our minds. Times are getting crazier. Times are getting heavier. But as we just live a life in Christ, God will protect our minds. God will keep our minds at peace. Um, let's go to the next scripture, Peter. Okay, this is going to take a while to read. I, I just thought that Psalm 50, the entire psalm, was just kind of seemed really appropriate. The Lord Almighty One is God, and he has spoken. He has summoned all humanity from where the sun rises to where it sets, from Mount Zion, the perfection of beauty. God shines in glorious radiance. Our God approaches, and he is not silent. Fire devours everything in his, his way, and a great storm rages around him. He calls the heavens above the earth below to witness the judgment of his people. Bring my faithful people to me, those who made a covenant with me by giving sacrifices. Then let the heavens proclaim his justice. For God himself will be the judge. O oh, my people, listen as I speak. Here are my charges against you, O Israel. I am God, your God. I have no complaint about your sacrifices or burnt offerings you constantly offer. But I will need the bulls, but I do not need the bulls from your barns and the goats from your pens. For all the animals of the forest are mine, and I own the cattle of a thousand hills. I know every bird in the mountains, and all the animals of the fields are mine. 
If I were hungry, I would not tell you, for all the world is mine and everything in it. Do I eat the meat of bulls? Do I drink the blood of goats? Make thankfulness your sacrifice to God and keep the vows you made to the Most High. Then call on me when you are in trouble and I will rescue you and you will give me glory. But God says to the wicked, why bother reciting my decrees and pretending to obey my covenants? For you refuse my discipline and treat my words like trash. When you thieves, when you see thieves, you approve of them and you spend your time with adulterers. Your mouth is filled with wickedness and your tongue is full of lies. You sit around and slander your brother, your own mother's son. While you did all this, I remained silent and you thought I didn't care. But now I rebuke you, listing all my charges against you. Repent of all, of all you who forget me, and I will tear you apart, and no one will help you. But thanksgiving is a sacrifice that truly honors me. If you keep my path, I will, will, will reveal to you the salvation of God. And it just seemed like a really... You know, it seemed like a really straightforward and, and heavy psalm. But this psalm came to me and while I was studying. And it was actually the last scripture. The last scripture that really, that really jumped out at me. You know, considering all that he said already. You know, considering everything that he said. But giving thanks is a sacrifice that truly honors me. If you keep my path, I will, will reveal to you the salvation of God. You know, unfortunately, a lot of the psalm that before this, I mean, this psalm, the scriptures just before 23, you know, I was thinking about it and my heart just got really burdened for Vancouver. My God, heart got burdened for commercial drive. You know, looking at so many people that have, just have no consideration of Christ in their lives. I just really thought about that. I thought about those that, you know, just today, you know, today's not about Christ. Today's not about the creator of heaven and earth. Today is not about recognizing a, really, a real and loving God, but to much of commercial drive. You know, who knows what their philosophy is? Who, who knows what, you know, their worldview is? And I was really challenged by this, and just a real, you know, just a real, like a cry deeper inside of me. God, please help Commercial Drive. Please help Vancouver. Please help East End Vancouver. Help us come back to you. Bring us back to you, God. It's just something that was deep in my heart as I read Psalm 50. But giving thanks is a sacrifice that truly honors me. 
If you keep my path, I will reveal to you the salvation of God. You know, to, that's a direct statement to us. Giving thanks is a sacrifice that truly honors our God. And if we keep in his path, he will reveal to us the salvation of our God. You know, it's just such a challenge in the time that we're living. I, you know, I remember many years in Kitimat. I remember living in Kitimat many years and just my heart, I, I couldn't help this, this squeeze in my heart for commercial drive. It was there every day that I, that I was in Kitimat. I thought of commercial drive, I thought of ministry here on commercial drive. And I knew, I knew that a good portion of um, commercial drive, there, were, would, there would be challenges. I knew the New Age community. And I knew the darkness that was on commercial drive. And we could talk about, you know, all kinds of social issues. And I thought, you know, I just... Psalm 50 just seems to remind me of how much more us as believers need to come before the throne. It reminds me that we, we have to get a hold of our God for a commercial drive. We have to press into our God. You know, one thing that I, one thing that I really believe and... Um, you know, I'll never stop believing. Um, I just, I can't help, but I have this, this, this burn inside of me that there's going to be a move of God. And I, I really feel that for a commercial drive. That's, that's one of the reasons that I moved back to Vancouver is I believe there's going to be a move of God. The Spirit of God is going to flow in a powerful way. And I really believe that for a commercial drive, that's why I've come back to Vancouver. And, you know, I just, I long for it. I long to see lives that, you know, just like I'd love to see in verse 22, repent. Quite often when we hear that word, we see this crazy guy with a, you know, dressed as a fanatic. Big beard, long hair. But yet, you know, repentance is just a simple turn away from your way and follow God's way. 180 degree turn. I long to see that in commercial drive. I long to see people just turn away from the things that aren't aren't real, the things that aren't from God. Giving thanks is a sacrifice that truly honors me. No, living a life of, of thanksgiving is what really honors our God. And if we keep in the path that's, that's proper, if we keep in a path that, that's, that, that's pleasing to God, God reveals 
this road of salvation to us. Yes, we've found, yes, we found Christ already. Many of us in this room have received him. But I believe there's another kind of salvation that comes to God's people. I believe there's, a, there's another salvation that comes, the salvation that will keep us in a time of turmoil, a salvation that will keep God's people when the earth gets crazy. I believe there's a salvation that keeps a keeping hand of God that comes over God's people that are pursuing him. And, you know, and just, I thank God for that. I thank God for the time of peace that we're walking in. And I'm going to thank God for the strength that's going to come when we really need strength. Uh, next scripture is Peter. And I want to look at uh, Psalm 119. This is one of my favorite passages of Scripture. Uh, Psalm 119, 65 to 72. You have done many good things for me, Lord, just as you promised. I believe in your commands. Now teach me good judgment and knowledge. I used to wander off until you disciplined me. But now... I closely follow your word. You are good, and you, you do only good. Teach me your decrees. Arrogant people smear me with lies, but in truth I obey your commandments with all my heart. Their hearts are dull and stupid, but I delight in your destruction. My sufferings, my suffering was good for me. For it taught me to pay attention to your decrees. Your instructions are more valuable to me than millions in gold and silver. Could you go back to the other one, Peter? Okay. My suffering was good for me in verse 71. In another translation, it was good for me. And in another translation, thank you for what I went through. You know, that's, that's, a, that's a real challenge to me when I look at that. You know, how many times, how many of us can thank God for some of the sufferings that we've gone through? Thank you for what you taught me. Even those hard times that just, even the times that just, why am I going through this, God? What did I do wrong? Why is this happening? But then eventually coming to a resolve. Well, anyway, God, I thank you for what I'm learning through this all. Thank you for the wisdom that I'm gaining from this. I can help other people because of what you're teaching me right now. You know, and just... Saw that verse 71 is, has, is always a real heavy challenge to me personally. My suffering was good for me. Thanks, God, for what I'm going through. You 
You know, it's, it's almost it's kind of a crazy statement. Yet, you know, it's, but it's real. Thank you, God, for what I'm going through. Somewhere along the lines, I'm going to help somebody else with what you're teaching me right now. Somewhere along the lines, I'm going to be a line of, of I'm going to be a, you know, that, that, like a life preserver to somebody else because of what I'm going through right now. And our last scripture. Oh, First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 14 to 28. Brothers and sisters, we urge you to warn those who are lazy, encourage those who are timid, take tender care of those who are weak, be patient with everyone, see that no one pays back evil for evil, but always try to do good to teach others and to all people. Always be joyful. Never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Do not stifle the Holy Spirit. Do not scoff at prophecies, but test everything that is, that is said. Hold on to what is good. Stay away from every kind of evil. Now, may the God of peace make you holy in every way, and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless unto our Lord Jesus Christ until, until our Lord Jesus Christ comes again. God will make this happen, for he who calls you is faithful. Dear brothers and sisters, pray for us. Okay, that, that's good, Peter. Thank you. Could you go back a couple of screens? Uh, okay. Next one. Okay. <laughs> uh... That's okay, I kind of lost my train of thought. <laughs> but, um, you know, I looked at this passage of Scripture, and I was looking, it just kind of seemed like a good ending for a kind of a conclusion. It just seemed like a really simple, straightforward conclusion to Paul's letter to Thessalonica, and it just, I felt like just, it just seemed like a nice, seemed like a good ending for, for the message this morning, just straightforward instruction, just straightforward, let's look after each other, let's care for each other, you know, and, but being thankful, being thankful for been, been thankful for those that, you know, that we're not used to. Being thankful for people that are outside of our 
comfort zones, being thankful for the the people that otherwise we never thought we'd associate with, but now they're they're right there, and being thankful for them and just extending a hand of love, a hand of care. You know, I remember when I, before I came to salvation. Um, I came to Vancouver, I was studying law, and just just became really disillusioned with that. There's, there's just no justice in the system. You know, there's, you have to have a moral vacuum. I didn't want to have a moral vacuum. I grew up with a lot of morality. And so I was, I was studying and just, no, this is not what I want to do. And I remember those years of, of just, just what am I going to do with my life now? And I remember before I, I came to salvation, I used to, I used to hang out with the, the, peop, the people that were in college, the native crowd. And I looked, I had my nose, I had stuck my nose up at Maine and Hastings. Said I'd, I'd never, I'd never talk to those kind of people. I don't want anything to do with them. I don't even want to drive on, go on a bus past Maine and Hastings. That was my thinking. I didn't even, I, you know, I had to drive, go on a bus past Maine and Hastings, but I didn't like it. And so God saves me a short, a short time after. And that's the first people he sent me to. I ended up in Maine and Hastings. And I learned to love it. I learned to, you know, I learned to love to sit with people that I never thought I would ever, ever even talk to. I just thought... Um, I'm just amazed at what he does, how he changes our heart, how he changes our thinking. And I thank God for that. I thank God that I'm not the same person that I was 25 years ago. 25 years ago, I often tell First Nations people, if you tried to talk to me, I would have been sitting right near the door. And thing, in case things got crazy in church, I could just, I could run out the door. I, I didn't want people to come and talk to me. And believe me, the native Pentecostal church was crazy in those days. I didn't know that I got, I got born again into a, a revival that was happening in Vancouver. The church was loud. It was full of life. The district office of B.C., we're wondering, what, what are we going to do with those crazy Native people? They're too fanatical. They were actually really concerned. The district office and the PAOC were really concerned about this little Native church. And, you know, in those days, I remember in those days, life, just the draw of the spirit that was in, in that building I remember just a few blocks away and just my heart started pounding. I, I can't wait to be in church. I can't wait to get there. 
And I've, I've talked with different people that went to church in those days, and I thought I was the only one that felt that. But there were actually a lot of us that felt that. We could feel our heart pounding. I can't wait to get into that building. You know, and I just, you know, I think of, I think of the paths that we could take as, as, as believers in Christ. Whatever path you may, you may go down, you know, just always remember that first love. Always remember that passion that was there. Always remember the drive that was inside of you. And you just, you know, I, I bring that before God over and over again. I remember those, those first three years of, of being in Christ, the drive, the passion for Christ that I had. And then my challenge to VEV is, you know, let's come back to that first love. Scripture tells us to. Revelation tells us to come back to that first love. You know, there's, I don't even know why I'm saying this. It's just, I feel this in my heart. You know, the vineyard was known for life. The vineyard was known for a flow of the Holy Spirit. And um, I, I really feel this, and you could take it or leave it, but um, when two or three are gathered in, in the name of Jesus, I, and I'm, going to, I'm just going to say it, let's throw away the clock. Let's throw away the clock when two or three are gathered in Jesus' name. Let's come back to that passion where we weren't restricted by the clock. Let's come back to that passion where we just long for God to move in our, in our midst. And I understand time. I understand we have to be disciplined. I understand that. But let's come back to that passion. You know, I remember the vineyard when, when I came. I remember the vineyard of the 90s. I couldn't wait to get into a vineyard church. You know, and let's come back to that. Let's come back to that passion. Let's come back to what John Wimber saw years ago. You know, I, just, I just really felt that this morning. I'm going to call Reverend Gordy. Reverend Dr. Danny, thank you. Awesome. Let's just bow our heads and just listen for a minute and just receive what the Lord has spoken to us through Danny. I believe he's, he has spoken. Very humbly for us to hear from a First Nations man uh, the words we've heard today. Very, very significant. So come Holy Spirit. We want to embrace and receive what you are saying to us. And Lord, where you've spoken to us this morning, specifically as individuals through this word, would you come now and just impress that up again upon us as we wait on you now? In Jesus' name.
come in. I don't know how much Danny uh, looked at the readings in his preparations, but from the very beginning of the service, there's been this this tension with thanksgiving and suffering. The, the first reading had about you brought us through flood and through fire. And then you brought us to a place of abundance. And as, as we sit around the tables and share meals, our meals today, what I'd like you to do is bring that tension with you. And it came through the readings. It talks about being thankful, but it also talks about calling on God in trouble calling on him and I and I sense that the there, there's as we share our Thanksgiving and that was so powerful I thought well, how how humbling for us to listen to a native man say thank you Lord for what you brought us through that that's that just blows me away I just I've got nothing left to say and so I think there's that sense of 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 not whoop-de-doo, everything's great, what am I thankful for today? But recognizing there is suffering in this room, there's pain in this room. But in the midst of that, finding something to be grateful for that opens up the door for the Holy Spirit to bring his comfort and bring his ministry. And so as you listen to one another around the mealtimes today, I know we have children and we got practicalities of having the meal together and all of that. And that's, that's just life. That's, let's make that part of our worship. But but be proactive in offering to pray for one another, giving an ear to one another. And let's practice that one verse in Psalm 50 that says, uh, call upon me in the day of trouble, and I will answer, and you will glorify me. Offer thanks, thank offerings to me. That, that tension of thankfulness and crying out to God for help. Take that with you today as you go. And, and thank you, Danny, for modeling that, the way that you've lived. I, I got to tell you one quick story about Danny before we go downstairs, and that is after Lower Post, we've been on the, on the road for two days, driving early morning till late at night, early morning, late at night, teams tired, frustrated, hungry, you know, and Danny, after we, you know, we were driving people, dropping them off, trying to get people's, and we were bombed and grumpy and, you know, and, and Danny had t a couple of uh, hours of spare time. He was going to be staying at a friend or relatives, and he had a couple of hours spare time. And I said, so what you going to do? And he said, ah, I'm just going to go over to Grandview Park, just hang out with people, just visit, just interact. I thought, you're crazy, man. I want a beer and a movie. <laughs> and that's his heart. He just loves, he loves people. He loves Grandview Park. I love hearing his music there. So thank you, Danny. Thanks for sharing. Let's thank him, shall we? <laughs> awesome.